my the, the friend group that I had, you know, everyone in this group literally talked shit, heavy shit about everyone else when everyone else wasn't around. Um, I just found it to be quite interesting. I mean, I myself was also guilty in, like, talking shit about certain people here and there, but, and I think that that was part of the problem, is because you're so blinded by the fucked up side of whatever it is you're doing, and everyone else is doing it, so you think it's acceptable. Well, it's not, and it's terribly toxic, and it's terribly hurtful to people that you, quote-unquote, supposedly love, and value their friendship so that was an issue for me um just talking the, the shit talking um you know people were doing uh infidelity type shit within the friend group um just like constant excessive drug use and alcoholism uh on top of that it's just they're always being some kind of like blow up or chaos or drama that happens in the mix of all this shit like there was always something so uh, um I finally just had to put my foot down and oh and that's the other thing too is that like you know I said earlier at the beginning of this well a few minutes ago I said you know we're entering this new year with a fat bank account and good vibes and just all that shit well this friend group had also put me in positions in which like I felt like I was financially like straining myself at times because my friend group you know granted my, my so my friend group that I was in everyone was relatively I'm not going to use the word successful, but they were financially stable. We were very financially stable. We're all financially very stable as a friend group. And, you know, my friends, they all had fabulous credit. And so it allotted us luxuries and lifestyles that a lot of people are just don't get the chance to experience. So, um, but what my friends had no clue about was like, you know, I've, you know, I... I, unlike you, have a family that I help fucking take care of. My friends were all single, and they all had rich parents. So, it's like, okay, like, you and I have very different, like, experiences in life. And, like, you have no concept of having a dependent or someone that relies on you. Um... Well, I can't be doing so many of these things. Like, and when I say so many of these things, like, let me just throw an example out there for you. So, one of our favorite, favorite places uh, that we would go to was Palace uh, Bar in South Beach. And uh, we would, like, every time we would all be in Miami, we would go to Palace and we would watch the drag shows and when we would go there, it would always be a thing. Like, um, our friend group, we would go there and we would, like, collectively pull out, like, $5,000 in singles and we would tip the drag queens, like, $5,000 in singles and then we would, you know, of course, we would have bottle service at this bar and we would, you know, our bill, just the food and the drinks were, like, over, like, you know, 2500 bucks. So we would have, like, these extravagant 
like five, six, seven thousand dollar days at these bars. And it wasn't just Palace. And I'd, granted, if, if I were to go to Palace tomorrow, I would probably do the same thing because that is just a small, simple joy of pleasure that I have, that I, that I just, I've always had in my life. I love, my love language, my entire life has always been giving. So giving and then the love language that I love to receive uh, from other people is I love to receive gifts or signs of affection. I want you to show me how much you care for me. So that's always been my love language. That's mine. I that I would love to have it back. It's not necessary, but that is my love language, is giving. And so, yeah, if I want to go to Palace Bar and I want to see my girlfriends that I've, that I've known for years that perform there, and if I want to tip them thousands of dollars because I just love their energy and I love them as people, I'm going to continue to do that. But there's other instances, like when we would go out to other, like, you know, other nightclubs and like that, and just be like, okay, I don't want to go to this fucking club, but, like, I have to go because all the other friends want to go, and it's like, and if I said, if I vocalized I didn't want to go, then it would be like, I would almost feel guilted into going. And it's like, why should I feel guilted into going to a bar? Like, that's tacky to me. It's very tacky. Um, so, with all this buildup, so anyways, as I'm saying, like, since I've removed myself from this friend group, it's kind of crazy because, like, I've seen, like, I've seen a, not only a financial return, but also, like, just a life return after nixing these people from my life. Um, I've, like, with, with the exception of when I was with Hardy, this is the richest I've ever been in my life. This is the happiest I've felt in my life. This is the healthiest I've been in a very long time. And the friends that I have in my circle now, I could not be more grateful for because they actually fucking get me and they know the shit that I do and they know that the they know what they know the reality of my life like my life is not just like oh I'm just a hooker and I'm just gonna make a bunch of money and I'm just gonna spend it all on frivolous shit and like you know this is my life and I'm not going to amount to anything else and like that type of shit like I think that this friend group really kind of looked at my even my profession which is I'm a traveling career girl they would view my profession as if like I was somehow beneath them or less than and I'm like I sit here and I think to myself bitch like I've literally since 2010 if I do the math I have made around like four and a half at least four and a half million dollars five million dollars over the last decade and so and I've been able to make that money off of no product just myself my physical being and I've been able to do something bigger with myself with 
the money that I've been able to earn over the years and I've been able to start a business and which is something that I'm working on now and I've been never been more focused on it so for you to sit there and for you to think that I am somehow less than or I am just just a hooker you're delusional I'm like I don't sit here and collect checks from daddy at in my 30s because I you know, I can't get a job that supplements my income myself. You know, I go out there and I do what I need to do in order to elevate myself, which is something that the people in this friend group are really kind of like, they don't really grasp that. Um, they're very content with just like, you know, doing the bare minimum and living off of credit and living off of their families. And that's fine. That's more power to them. They have been afforded that luxury. But I've, I don't have that. You know, my parents depend on me. And, uh, you know, I don't know, call me crazy, but I actually find it to be quite, uh, quite commendable and quite admirable to be in the position that I am in and to be able to do the things that I have done and the things that I'm continuing to do. So keep that in check as well. So, and I think because we were just so vastly different, different people, when you really think about it, we come from vastly different life experiences, and we all have very different priorities. Um, on that note, I, over the summer, I nixed all these people from my life, and it was not met, it was not received well, and it was not met with anything pleasant, necessarily, and there were feelings that definitely got hurt, but I think the point that I'm getting at with this whole thing is saying all this is like, I have chosen months ago that I am no longer going to be the butt of anyone's joke. I'm not going to be your token tranny that you can have in your group so that you can perpetuate your own bullshit method of thinking and living and speaking. Like, I'm not going to just, like, roll over and allow people to disrespect me in any way, shape, or form, no matter how close or distant you are with me. So, that's a big New Year's resolution for me, and I, and, and I, and I, and I, and I'm, so I'm really sticking to that. So, um, and I'm really happy about it. I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really excited, actually, for the future. Like, I've never been more excited for the future than I am right now. Um, so, yeah. And I think part of the reason why I'm even speaking on this is just, I really just wanted to kind of verbally close this chapter of my life because these people that were in my life, even though they did some hurtful shit, and even though they don't realize that they did some hurtful shit to me, um, like, I still have always had, like, a love and care for these people, and I don't think that that will ever change, because, you know, I've, I've gotten to know these people, and I know that there's a personal soft side and an understanding side with these people, but at this moment in time, the cons just outweigh the pros, 
and I'm far too busy and far too focused to worry about anything or anyone that is a part of my past like that. So, um, so this is my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is to just let go. Um, letting go and moving forward and to not be disrespected. Don't allow my, not to allow myself to be disrespected. If there is something that really bothers me, I am moving forward. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to allow people to just think that they can talk to me any type of way. Um, I have also been heavily working on that myself. I mean, my delivery over the years with things that I care about, opinions that I have, everyone knows my opinions have, you know, not been the most politically correct thing or the most polite thing at times. And, you know, that's something, like I said, it's something I'm working on. It's not something that I could just switch. I could turn on and off. You know, when you're that saying that has been used for years, you are what you eat. It is a very real term. And so when you're surrounding yourself with people that think that these types of behaviors are socially acceptable, then you start believing that these things are socially acceptable. And then you're doing all this unacceptable things and shitty, having all this shitty behavior and everyone is like distancing themselves from you because it's you don't see how fucked up you're being and because I was surrounded with that type of behavior it rubbed off on me very heavily and um, it rubbed off on me very heavily and I thought that things were okay well over the last six months I've realized no certain things are not okay so I don't know um but yeah I can only so that's my thing I'm I'm working on it and I've made moves to not have to deal with this type of shit again and to not have that type of behavior for myself again um but yeah so I'm closing that chapter and I'm not ever gonna speak about this again um I've even though I've have not spoken about it like publicly like this yet. Um, I try to keep my shit off of social media these days, like things that are like too personal or you know things that have things that make me too opinionated. I try to kind of just keep it away because sometimes I just you know I don't want to deal with uh, a backlash with anything ever. It doesn't matter if it's being politically correct backlash or if it's just, you know, me being overly personal backlash. Like, at this point, though, everyone and their mother in the year 2023 now posts their entire world on social media. So, me speaking about this, I really don't fucking feel bad about it. And if any of my friends' parents are listening to me, yeah, your kids are fucking messy. They drink and they do drugs and they have no sense of being a responsible adult and I hope that one day all these people grow up and wake up um, because it's tired, it's old and it's kind of cringy so anyway um, closing that chapter but in that same respect like because I did that though so even like okay so am I sad about losing friends 
sure I'm sad about losing friends to a degree. But I'm not friendless. Like, I have made tons of friends over the years. I'm insanely well connected. I know a lot of amazing people. And do you think that, like, I don't have, like, do you people really think that I don't have friends? And I'm saying this also because I've had some other people who are also listeners here. So I know you're probably listening if you're, if this is you. But um, I've had people that have reached out to me knowing, like, you know, the dynamic of my friend groups that I've had the past and people that have known both me and my friend group. And I've had people reach out to me and they're, like, talking to me as if, like, they feel sorry for me. But I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, let's, let's, let's establish something here. I'm the one who removed myself. I was not dropped from a friend group. I left. And I have friends. And I understand that, like, to the naked eye, people think, like, oh, she probably doesn't have any friends because she's always hung out with this per- these people and now she's not hanging out with these people anymore. Like, well, the reason why I was 100% in that friend group was because I was devoting... of my attention to the front group. Why was I devoting 100% of my attention and love and all this shit to this front group? Because, in a sense, the person that was like... Speed check reported ahead. The person that was like, you know, um, that was really like my main squeeze in this group, he was very manipulative. And uh, like... Yeah, so if I didn't hang out with him, or if I didn't hang out and do these things, it would become, like, a personal attack against them because I didn't want to do things. And so I would do a lot of these things, and I would join a lot of these events and excursions and things. I would literally do it out of guilt um, because I wouldn't want to disappoint my friends. Now I'm at the point... No, like, I'm not doing that. Like, no, it's me first. Like, if if I can do a you first moment, then I'll do it. But, like, no. I come first, you come second. Or, no, I come first, my family comes second, you come third. And I feel that that's an appropriate, uh, that's an appropriate, uh, what is it, tier? As far as, like, um as far as, like, you know, putting people in certain categories. Like, my friends are not the first people that I think of when I make decisions. I'm the first person. Then my family, because my family is family. And then you, if there's time left over. And that's not meant to be like, oh, I'm a terrible friend. I don't think I'm being a terrible friend, but it's like, no, like, you should be doing the same thing too. You first, family second, friends third. But see, with some of my friends, it was like they were expecting me to do friends first, self second, family fifth. Like, that's literally, and I'm just like, that doesn't resonate with me. So, but anyway, again, as I said, closing that chapter and I have really nothing negative to say to these people because all the negative has been said. But I will throw this out there for the universe. And if they hear this, great. And if they don't, great. It's really no sweat off my back. 
I feel that in some form of fashion, this will eventually get back to them. So I'll just say it. Um, to the people that I'm speaking about, if you are listening to this, I just want you to know something that I have, for one, I've never stopped caring or having a love for either of you. Um, but I think we all know that we all are just growing in different directions and, um, and that's totally fine. And I know that as we get older, um, we're going to be less tolerant of certain things. And I'm sure you have, you both have certain things that you are intolerant of me about, I'm sure. But I have, I certainly have quite a few. And so this is kind of where we're at now. But on that same note, I wish you nothing but happiness, health, and success in all of your future endeavors. Um, I, and, all, and anything else that is, come your, comes your way in life, I wish you nothing but happiness and success and health. And um, just know that even years down the line, I'm not gonna have any type of hatred or ill will towards you people. But um, for the sake of myself, like, I just, you know, I'm happy. I'm very happy that I've made these decisions. And I'm very happy that we're not a part of each other's lives right now. Because um, if you were to have been a part of my life during all of the shit that I'm doing right now, I guarantee you, I know for a fact that you both would have just dragged me down. And um, it, it would have been just been another year of stagnant bullshit. And that's not what I want. And I would hope that that's not what you want for yourselves either. I would hope that at some point you would really get a grip on yourselves. I mean, and really focus on like bigger and better things for you. I mean, you both of, we both of all people, you know, you both have families that are so successful and so established. I would hope that like maybe you would be inspired to want to do something like that for yourselves on a bigger scale. And, um, you know, instead of just wanting to just be a consumer and just spend and just do ridiculous, nonsensical things in your 30s, um, you know, one of my friends is getting married. I'm like, you should be focused on your marriage and a family potentially in the future and just really setting yourself up for success in your future relation in your relationship and you should really be distancing yourself from all the chaotic bullshit like drugs and alcohol and that type of shit um because when you deal when you pair that up with um severe depression which is something that I know one of my friends is going through because of deaths in her family um you know it's not the best thing to do and I really hope that you get help and I really hope that you could maybe like see a therapist or a counselor if you haven't already been doing so I never talked to you about it so I don't know if that was something that you ever did but I really hope that you do address your mental stability in the future in the coming year and as far as my other friend my guy friend uh, former friend you know I just hope one day you wake up and realize that 
Um, the world does not revolve around you. And, uh, you know, you're not the center of the universe. And one day, I think you will realize that you treated me terribly fucked up. And that's no way that I would ever want to treat someone that I considered my best friend of over a decade. So, um, I, I, I can only equate it to maturity and just you not caring. Um, so, and I hope one day maybe you do care. Maybe you need a relationship. Maybe you need to find someone to willingly accept that controlling manipulative behavior in order for you to steer away from your friends that way you can have non-toxic friendships with people um, and I'm not saying that you need to be in a relationship with someone to be abusive with them but I'm saying like I think you need to like focus on more on you than you do on others because to be frank you have wasted so much of 2022 worrying about other people and myself included not just other people that were in our circle so on that note wish you both all the best um but yeah this is all for the good and i'm sure you're aware of it as well so chapter closed but um as far as other new year's resolutions are concerned i mean the only, the only other so one major resolution not to be the butt of anyone's joke to be respected that's two three to stay committed and focused and driven um and to remind keep pushing myself and to remind myself not to slow down because I'm in a spot now where I can't be pumping the brakes or getting distracted and so that's that and then my other and then of course I have goals I mean my New Year's resolutions like as far as like some some, some people have New Year's resolutions where they're like um oh, I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to you know be vegan or I want to go healthy or whatever well, well, those are, I don't really consider those resolutions those are more like goals like you can have a goal instead of realistic goal like I have realistic goals one of some of my realistic goals um I would love to lose another 20 pounds, which I think is totally attainable. If I really wanted to, I could lose 20 pounds like, before the end of January. So that I feel is attainable. Another goal that I want to do is I really want to get back into my yoga practice. Um, I don't know if some of you, I've probably spoken on it a few times, but I used to be so heavy in the yoga and it was just... It brought me so much peace, and it made me feel so centered and holistic and healthy. <laughs> and I just really want to go back into it. So I think I'm going to sign up for um, my yoga studio again next week. So I'm super excited for that, which will also contribute to my 20-pound weight loss, um, even more so, on top of my salad diet. Uh, let's talk about the salad diet real quick. So this holiday season, from literally, or actually, this month of December, 
I've kind of taken a back seat on my dieting and exercise and my salad diet, what have you. Um, I mean, and it's not because I've like a failure. It's because it's the fucking holidays and I'm realistic and I like to fucking eat still. So I went ahead and was just like, no, you know what? I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to, I'm going to eat what I want to eat and I'm going to enjoy it. It's the fucking holidays. Cut me a fucking break. And, um, I've noticed I've gained a little bit of weight. Like I have only gained like maybe five pounds, but like, um, you know, I, I feel it. Like, because, like, you know, after you've been dieting and, you know, being on top of your diet for so long, like, any little thing you eat, like, if it's, like, you know, a sandwich with two pieces of bread, like, girl, like, gluten, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna feel weighted. So, and that's kind of where I feel right now. I feel weighted right now. So, I'm excited to enter the new year with a better diet and exercise routine. Um, another goal that I want to do this year is... Um, I want to uh, completely remodel my home so that's a big one so um, for those of you who don't are, are not up to speed I do live with my family and I do live in uh, it's basically my grandmother's condo but my grandmother is no longer living in the condo she uh, is in an Alzheimer's facility as I'm sure I've touched on many a time. But, um, so in the interim, I, instead of renting the house out to a stranger and having to be a landlord and do credit checks, my family and I have decided to just assume residency in the house and maintain the property. And, um, my grandmother never really put a lot of effort into trying to renovate her home. She's owned it for over... 50 years, uh, so it's definitely been, it's definitely dated, um, and, but there's things about the house that I've been able to, uh, lightly renovate, like, over the years, if it's needed to be renovated, like, I, you know, I think, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the year, I spent, like, three grand on carpet, so I had to spend, I had to buy new carpet, um, I also, you know, I'm so, I went, and we remodeled the bathroom, spent, like, 20 grand on the bathroom, and uh, the flooring in the house was done, but it's, it was a flooring that my grandma chose, and it was, like, this really shitty tile, and I'm like, why the fuck would you... That's the thing about my grandma. Touching on my grandma real quick now. So, my grandma, before she, before shit hit the fan with her Alzheimer's, and before she started to decline, my grandmother had a really interesting personality. She was the character, and I loved her. I still love her, but she's just not the same person, but... She was, like, very frugal, very frugal, and she was about her money, and she worked her ass off her whole life to get to where she was, and she did it all by herself, no help, um, and so, but she always had a taste for the finer things, but she never wanted to indulge, and so as I was getting older, I would be like, like okay, like, for instance, like, she wanted to get... Like, when she needed to buy a new car, for instance. And my grandma has always been a die-hard Toyota owner. So, like, she... Like, and let's be real. Toyotas are fucking reliable-ass cars. They'll last you a lifetime. So, my grandma's always been a die-hard Toyota owner. Well, anyways, the last car that she bought, she wanted to, like, oh, I want to get the nicer Camry. 
then I want to have, you know, leather, I want to have the leather seat Camry with the seat warmer and the, and the automatic seats, that way I don't have to drag my ass up and like all that other shit. I remember this was back in like 2010 when she bought her last car, but, um, yeah, like, so she, she had said like, oh, I want to get this car and she had even like gone to the dealership and had like a week test drive of like a week long test drive where she was able to test drive this fully loaded Camry for a week. And, um, and so she did that. And then at the end of the week, she returned to the fucking car and bought the base model Corolla with felt seats and no power seats and no bells and whistles. Literally the stock option of a Toyota Corolla. And I would sit there and I would ask her, Graham, like, why would you do that? Like, you wanted a car that was nicer. Like, granted, the car was about $10,000 more than what the car that she bought was. But knowing everything that I know, my grandma could have afforded to buy, like, three of those cars if she really wanted to. And not blink an eyelash over it. But, so it was just so, she did the same shit with her house. Which is like the number one thing you don't do with what with something that you own, like a house. Like you don't, you don't, you don't take the cheap route with a house. Like that's your investment. That's like your that's your egg. And I would tell her this, and she just didn't get it. She just didn't want to like splurge. And so, you know, as now that she's in a home and she can no longer, you know, read or speak or you know, even, you know, she'll look at a, she, if she looked at her bank statement, it would just be a bunch of mumbo jumbo to her. She just doesn't have that coherency anymore. So, you know, and now that me and my mother are taking care of all this shit, it's like, okay, like we're looking at all the things that she did financially. And she thought that she was being smart about it. Like she was wanting to put money in certain accounts and stuff. What she didn't realize is that she wasn't preparing for the future. And so, because she didn't prepare for the future, as far as, like, she she prepared for the future in a respect that she thought that she was going to uh, die of old age peacefully in her home with no mental issues. But what she didn't prepare for was the fact that she has going to have Alzheimer's and she was going to be needing to live in a facility that costs $11,000 a month. So... Um, you know, so now I'm having, so I'm realizing all this shit with her finances. I'm realizing all this shit with the house. So she spent all this money on this stupid, ugly, like gray tile that we have in the living room, all downstairs. And, uh, I absolutely hate it. I think it's ridiculous and I think it's disgusting. And so I really want to rip that up and put like really nice wood flooring in it. And, um, so yeah, goal is home renovation so hopefully hopefully uh, hopefully it that happens I'm very positive it will but it's just you know it's always been this house has always been a work in progress I've been living in this house uh, it's now two years so two years ago I moved out of my apartment uh, in the middle of COVID after I broke up with my last boyfriend and I was like, why am I going to waste money on rent? Like, when I could literally waste my money on a house that I'm 100% going to inherit at some point. So, it's like, you know, like, I'm, so I'm, 
so I'm, I'm, I'm making my, I'm, I'm more focused and more uh, on top of my finances and my, and the things that are important. So, yeah, so those are my goals. My goals are to lose 20 pounds, get back in yoga, have a healthy diet, and renovate my house. And I'd honestly, to uh, be successful in this new business venture I'm working on, um, and the only way that I feel that I'm going to be successful is if I really bust my ass and if I really give you guys, like, something that's quality that you're actually going to like, and if you're able to support me, I'd love it, and there's going to be things that I'll have available spanning across all different price points from, like, you know, $15 to upwards of 700 so, like, I'm not... I'm not stopping, there's no brakes, like, there's only gas pedal, and, yeah, um, anyway, I'm very, like I said, very excited about New Year's, and I hope that wherever you guys are listening to this, um, that you are just as focused, just as happy, just as driven, and I hope, I, I wish you nothing but success and happiness for the 2023 new year um yeah let's see let's talk about Christmas how was Christmas for everyone uh my Christmas was very sensible very humble it wasn't really too grand uh I made it home all in one piece uh from Seattle uh I made it all home I made it home all in one piece which I believe everyone knows but um the weather got stupid all over the country and thousands of flights were canceled so I literally just escaped in the nick of time I'm like I always have this luck so but um yeah so I'm grateful that I was able to spend Christmas with my family and at home cozy in my pajamas and not in an airport um yeah and let's see what if, I didn't really get anything like major I mean well I I got some major fucking gifts that you could want, like, classify as a gift for Christmas, but, um, uh, yeah, like, I, like, oh, I mean, you know, I got, I got what I got, and I'm very happy with that, and I played Santa this year, of course, um, I have a 12-year-old brother, as some, as most of you should know, um, so I got him, uh, new, uh, Quest 2, the Meta Quest 2, so the VR, virtual reality headsets that have been so popular recently and he wanted one of those so I got that for him and I gotta say like that thing is fucking cool like it's pretty cool it kind of hurts my head like I'm noticing that like I get like headaches if I wear it for longer than 30 minutes so which is probably a good thing because like it's like a natural timer like it's like okay hey girls time to get the fuck off the time to come back to reality so um but it's really neat I got this cool game for it for his for him but it's really for me so but I got this I've always had a fascination with the cosmos and with space and the universe and so there's this game that I bought for this VR headset called spheres and so if you have if you have, if you have the headset I strongly suggest checking out this uh, this game slash experience that they have available on the app store called spheres and it basically, you put the headset on and it's like you're flying, you're floating in space. 
and it teaches you about um, the cosmos and uh, how the universe was made and like you get the, you actually fucking witness the big bang and like you could touch the planets and like you could bop the planets around and you get to see how black holes are made and then you get like to see how um, planet earth was made and you get to see like all of the different ways the solar system affects our planet in such a unique way that it grants us the ability to live so um it's super cool it's like each each experience so they have three different experiences it's like they have one where it's the solar system two black holes and stars three planet earth so each of these experiences each of these ones are about maybe like you know 10 15 minutes each so the whole thing is like really less than an hour of an experience that you can replay over and over again if you want um i don't think it was that expensive i want to say it was like maybe ten dollars but it was so worth the ten dollars so and um i i don't know so i love that shit so that's what we did for christmas and later on that christmas day i got super fucking lit and i just was like i think i had eaten like you know 40 milligrams of edibles and i had smoked a fat fucking joint roll to keith and I just sat there on the couch and I just explored space and I loved every second of it. It was just so cool. Um, so, yeah. Christmas was good. Christmas was good. And then I, oh, so, and then I have an update. So, I, I have, so my little brother, he is wildly obsessed with Gordon Ramsay and Hell's Kitchen. I think he's just, like, one of those kids that just, like, loves hearing an adult, like, scream and cuss and yell. So, and he just finds humor in it for whatever reason. So, I, he just finds it. He just thinks it's the funniest thing when Gordon Ramsay's like, your risotto tastes like shit. Like, you know, he, he thinks it's hilarious. So, he got really hooked on the Hell's Kitchen. So, now he wants, he's been dying to go to the actual Hell's Kitchen restaurant in Vegas. So, I think eventually... I think maybe this year I'm going to try to take him. But, um, but anyway, so one of the things that he fell in love with and he wanted to try for the longest time was Beef Wellington. And so earlier this year, I had, because he was really heavily interested in Gordon Ramsay and Hell's Kitchen. Um, so I, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, just because I love you, I'm going to make you Beef Wellington and I'm going to do it proper. So, bitch, I fucking went to Bristol Farms. I spent like $250 on like a two pound Wagyu tri-tip roast, which is like a step above the roast that Gordon Ramsay uses because um, it's Wagyu. And then I got like all of like the, the most expensive ingredients I could possibly find. Like if there was a, if there were two of the same ingredients on the shelf, I would grab the one that was more expensive because I was like quality bitch, quality quality. So I wanted to really give him the full fantasy beef Wellington. So I made it and it was fabulous. Like I actually am not a cook. I almost, I like cooking, but I also don't like cooking. But like, I like cook, I like cooking when I, when it, when it's working out in my favor. When I start to fail, then I start to hate it. And then I'm like, I'm never cooking again. So the first round I did this beef Wellington, it was fab. Like it, the meat was like cooked to perfect medium rare. It was tender. You didn't even need a knife. 
I diced all the mushrooms by hand, didn't food process shit. Like everything, you could taste the love in this beef wellington. So for Christmas dinner, my family was like, oh, let's do beef wellington. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do beef wellington. If I can, if it's anything like the beef wellington I made earlier this year, I'll absolutely make it. So went right back to Bristol Farms. Got the same fucking roast. Got the same fucking ingredients up until you need pastry dough, like for pastries. Like so, it's like just like it looks almost kind of like a pie crust, but it's pastry dough. And you needed that specific type of dough for the beef Wellington. Well, because it's Christmas, everywhere was sold out of pastry dough, and so I'm like, well, fuck. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I need this pastry dough. So I went to the grocery store with my mom and we were googling like alternatives and so a couple alternatives were pie crust and um it was pie crust and crescent uh, crescent rolls like croissants and I was like so in your head right when you when you sit there and as a human when you sit there and you think of two different types of crusts that you would want around this beautifully cooked meat would you want a pie crust that's dry and flaky? Or would you want something like a fucking croissant? I don't know about y'all. I think a croissant sounds way better. I love croissants. Pie crust just sounded like, eh. But I should have gone with the pie crust because what I didn't factor in is the yeast and the doughy aspect of the of the of the, the crescent roll dough didn't thoroughly cook properly and like the bottom part of the Wellington was still like all like raw dough and the rest of it was like misshapen because I had you know because it's like you know I gotta unroll the crescent roll dough and then you have to knead it and then you have to like spread it over and make it all even well I clearly failed at that so our Christmas dinner went to shit but I will say though the meat in the Wellington was once, once again cooked to perfection so we had tri-tip roast for Christmas <laughs> but um yeah so that's how we spent the holidays and now as I said I'm driving up to Santa Barbara I've been in the car for about an hour and a half now and I'm inching my way closer so I think right now I'm driving in I'm an Oxnard right now which is I would say I'm about like 20-30 minutes away yeah so so yeah we're just gonna kick it tonight I think I think my sugar said he's gonna barbecue some ribs and I'm really grateful for this man that I have in my life right now um so I don't want to name names but he's been a major pivotal part of me wanting to get myself to that next level in life um you know this person that I'm with right now um as far as this person that I'm with might call him my sugar bear and he knows who he is but we um you know when, when you when you when you develop a connection with someone you just you develop a connection with someone and you have an understanding and I think and I'm so grateful that him and I we think so alike and so one cool fact about this person 
is um, one of the things that he's done over the years in his life is he's a serial entrepreneur. So he has tried to, you know, do business ventures and start up his own business or try to invent something or try to come up with something to just like, you know, make it, flip it, and turn it into a good profit. And so, and that's something that I really admire. Like, you know, deep down I am a capitalist at heart. Sorry, not sorry about it. You can hate it, love you, hate me. But that's really, though it's like, that's as American as you can get. You know, you, you want to make something and you want to give it to the world and you want to do well for yourself and be able to take care of your family and take care of the people that you love and do something that you're passionate about. And right now I'm finding this passion and he helped me discover that passion because of his own passion for wanting to do things similar. And so, yeah, for him, I'm incredibly grateful. So I, I love this man beyond comprehension right now. So I could not be more thrilled to be spending the New Year's Eve with him. So I'm sure we're going to have a blast. Um, we always like to go up, go and just hang out. We get, you know, we have a couple cocktails. We smoke some good bud. We love the same TV shows. Um, we hang out all the time. Like, we just, we get each other. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be my New Year's Eve. And so we're also going to talk business because he's also, you know, he's also helping me set some shit up and he's helping me, you know, ask the right questions you know, find the best possible solutions for issues that I'm dealing with, and so, I, so, like, that in itself, like, I could not ask for a better person, really, truly, um, and he's also a listener, so I'm sure he's listening to this right now, I'm sure he's rock hard just hearing me talk, you know, talk about how amazing he is, <laughs> um, but, anyway, I hope you all are happy, healthy, and successful going into this new year. Um, and don't forget that you have worth, and don't forget that you are to be respected and to not take shit from people anymore. If you're over taking shit from people, and if you're over just shit in your life, and it's being brought around your life by other people, not necessarily you, don't be afraid to just cut the cord. Because I'll tell you what, the biggest, the biggest decision of 2022 that I've made was cutting people out of my life. And as depressing and as upsetting as that might sound for some people, I wholeheartedly say that I've never been more confident in that decision. Because I love who I am today. And I know that other people are loving who I am today as well. And I'm just going to continue that same energy. So, um, on that note, love you, love to you all. Um, I know that I talked about recording my episode with Colty. What am I to do when a bitch, when a bad bitch is busy? Like, you know, Miss Colty is, um, so she's currently doing her own thing right now. She also, you know, on top of, you know, being in my life and working with me on something major, she also has other people that she has to work for. Like, you know, the girl works for, the girl has exclusive contracts with Nike and 
Patagonia and all kinds of other crazy places that are very major people, major, major businesses. So, you know, but so she'll be busy um, until probably like the 15th or so. And then I think around the 15th is actually when I'm going to be driving up to, uh, or not driving, I'm going to fly up to Portland again. So I'll be back in the Pacific Northwest in the next couple weeks, which should be exciting. I've been noticing as I've been continuing to visit Portland, this is, you know, the second, uh, excuse me, the third time back to Portland since I lived there. And um, each time I go back, like, it's great, but it's because I'm protecting my energy and I'm not surrounding myself with bullshit. Um, like how I was surrounded with bullshit when I lived there. But, um... I'm really enjoying my time when I go up there, so I'll be up there probably for, like, another week or so. Um, so, yeah, that'll be that. And, uh, and then hopefully I get to work on the real juicy fun shit. So, and then that's the stuff that I'm really excited for everyone to see. So, because I'm just, like, my creative juices have been really just pumping through my veins, like, dopamine. So, um, so, yeah very excited. I cannot wait to share with you guys what I've been working on. And as soon as Miss Quilty finishes up her gig with Nike, then that's when our fucking episode will air. But I will make sure that when I do get this episode with Quilty out, that it's juicy and it's long. So, um, I'll make a whole thing of it. And then also, um, I'm starting my uh, video podcast now, so I'm going to start uploading to YouTube. Um, I still have not uploaded all the past episodes, just because I've been busy with other shit, and I've been lazy. It's the holidays. What are you going to do? I'm sure it's not causing anyone any grief, but I will finish that, and I will address that uh, coming into the new year. So I have a list of shit that I got to do, and I'm going to be productive. So, like I said, we're entering this new year full bank accounts, full list of goals, and all the possibilities, and all the happiness, and all the success. So, on that note, I'm about 10 minutes away from my sugar daddy's house, so I'm very excited. So, I'm going to need to cut the cord with y'all for the time being. I am your host, Miss Taylor Snyder. Thank you very much for tuning in to this New Year's Eve episode of the Traveling Career Girl Podcast, and I will talk with you guys very, very soon. And I love you. And to all of the people that listen, that have continued to listen to me, um, you know, this year since the summer, um, just know I'm so very appreciative of you and I love you. And to all the people that listen to this podcast and don't like me and talk shit about me, or if you're just listening to this out of spite, I wish you the same success, and I wish you the same love, and I wish you the same light, and I hope one day you find it in your beings to have the happiness that I have, but for yourself, because it's very evident that you just are not happy right now, and I wish you all the best, so, again, I am Taylor Snyder, Traveling Girl Girl Podcast, have a wonderful new year, bye-bye.